This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast or welcome back. Today's episode is about differentiating the roles you play as an artist. These roles being the artist, performer, or manager. These roles I've identified as simply artist, performer, and manager so that we can understand the difference between them in a digestible way in one that makes you more conscious of when you're changing hats and more conscious of how you distribute your time between each of these roles. This is specific to the creative journey, though we in life may wear many hats. We wear hats as a parent, as a child, as a partner, as a friend, as a mentor, and so forth. You might be wearing so many hats that you're not even aware of it. And so I just wanted to identify these roles, these three, as valuable to know in your creative journey because they support not only your internal success but your external performance and business administration. Our agenda for today's episode is first how this topic became relevant to me. Segment two will be defining these three roles, the artist, performer, and manager and how to approach changing hats and identifying when we're changing hats. And last but not least will be a culture wreck. An easy read, an 80-page book, which I think is helpful for reprioritizing your energy, focuses, understanding the law of attraction. If you've been enjoying this podcast and getting value from it and it is supporting you, your donation would be hugely appreciated. Writing, recording, and promoting this podcast is a lift, and I enjoy this work, but your support makes a difference. Your donation at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash support is appreciated. If you can't make a financial contribution, that is fine, and you can help spread the news of this podcast's existence, and your rating on Apple Podcasts makes the biggest difference, it seems. It's 6 a.m. and I hear roosters, roosters howling, or whatever roosters do. I roll out of bed, put on a bathing suit, put on a little workout bottom, make my way down to the sand of the beach of Mazunte, Mexico, as the sun is about to rise. All you can see is the beautiful pastels in the distance. I start running on the beach alongside the water. It is warm and it's hitting my ankles. It's calming me. I decide later I'll jump into the ocean. But for now, I'm doing a little workout. It is wonderful. I'm luxuriating as paradise truly is. And as the sun rises and everything becomes glistening and golden, I am re-reminded of that. So why did I leave beautiful paradise frolicking on a beach quite literally spoiled by sunshine to return to hard cold new york city because because alas i have ambitions beyond self-indulgence but yeah it's so cold not only the weather 
back here in Brooklyn, New York. But the people, people are cold. People are like pretty depressed. It's been a hard winter. The global circumstances are quite difficult. So I get it. Why did I leave? I left because it was time to not visit my mom. It was time to move on with ambitions beyond frolicking. Um, I love self-indulgent and restorative time, but I also care and was reminded in reading, this is not our culture rec, but Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk, it's really powerful, and the last chapter is about living in service. I care so much about being in service. I care so much about my own personal artist ambitions, and being in Mexico doesn't serve my artist goals, though I could record podcasts from there and do social media content from there and stuff like that. It's not where my heart lies. I care about acting and I care about liberating creative people, which I recognize is not very clear maybe from my social media presence at this time, which is all focused on wellness and such. But I have my hands in many places and my energy for that reason has also been split. But given the circumstances of COVID, I've had ample time. And the acting industry in New York City has been quite shut down. So, yeah. That's kind of the state I'm in. That's how this topic became relevant to me. We're at the one-year anniversary of this podcast. More by Hair is turning two this summer. Sharing content across my social media platforms. My TikTok following, modeling, doing panel speaking, doing all of these things. I'm spread too thin. So I need to do a better job of managing myself scaling back from posting declining more i need to focus back on my number ones so things uh are still fun so being an artist is like frolicking on a beach inside my heart (laughs) which sounds silly but it truly is many will never understand that experience of creative flow being joyful And always seek external experiences and environments to feel happiness. And if this is an unfamiliar topic to you, you can listen back to the No Starring Artist podcast episode around pursuit of happiness versus surrender to joy. I've verbalized this in many ways, many times before, but creative satisfaction is game-changing. It's been for me in my life and... Yeah, frogging on beaches, it's really lovely. It is happiness, but it's not that true joy. So I verbalized three people, roles. You as the artist, you as the performer, you as the manager to a friend in Mexico who is beginning her creative journey. She's very focused on cultivating herself as a musician. She also left a job at Google. We've been friends for eight years. It was really cool to hear how much parallels we have. And I think there's a lot of parallels in the creative journey. I personally think that there are many strong performers also in the creative space. And so explaining that to her kind of led me down the avenue of understanding what this meant. To not compare yourself to others' performers. You don't really know people and their artistry. And many people in the creative landscape don't really share original work many people you can't really see them behind their work it's like they don't have a grounded sense of self 
they're externally chasing praise. Um, there's some level of lack of awareness, but I think I share this to say that your creative talents are internally important and there's the performer side of you that gets more recognition and and then there's the manager side of you that can build into a very publicly acclaimed career but ultimately it's just helpful to understand which of these you're playing into at what times this is how the topic became relevant to me is because I would I care so much about the artist me being more cultivated, though there's been more traction and success maybe with performer me or manager me has been juggling well. Um, I need to take that time back to tune in to number one artist me. So I hope in listening to this next segment of the three roles that you play, you can better understand which one you're playing into and why. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. As an artist, we wear these three hats, and some of us don't really like wearing one or two of these hats. I love being the artist. The artist is who most of us love being. So, in this segment, I'm going to define each of the three so you can understand where you might need to tune in more energy, where you need to reprioritize your time, how, what, where, when, why. <laughs> so first, the artist you. The artist you is you, your soul, your true self. This is the introspective you. This is you in flow, you in private. This is the only you that you have a relationship with. This is the you, the one that dreams up beautiful ideas in their sleep daydreams and brings them to life through your creations that might be on paper it might be on canvas and lyrics dance performance instrumentals you insert your medium this you doesn't want to be tamed this you thrives in being untamed they thrive in being free and they want to create all the time whenever they want they want to create as they are free-spirited they're not into marketing themselves This you doesn't really understand how people have so much weight in the influence of their work. They don't care to be understood. They are the genius in you. And some people might catch a glimpse into this you, but you'll probably not have this you understood by many, and that's okay. They manifest in secret, and they thrive in privacy. My recommendation is for you to take time to cultivate this you and this artist you is one that every single human in this world contains even if they don't exercise it this is the you that's 
dreaming, creative, truly within your brain. You have a creative side. Everyone does. But how much you give time to this you determines how creative you feel. Then there's you, the performer. This you is the one who gets the public title of artist or creative or musician or painter or whatever else. This you is your public artist image. This is the creative collaborative you. This is a perception of who you are. This is how people perceive you. Maybe even if you're trying to show the artist you, this is all they see. They just see the performer. This is you, the musician or the performer on stage or the actor or the speaker it might not be very clearly defined but it might be very clearly defined you might have an alter ego this is the one that people only get a taste of if you're a musician you probably have a very clearly defined perception performer and when it comes to crafting this performer the artist in you and the manager in you might collaborate to figure out what makes sense because you might come across a little bit niche this you can change over time as they reflect only aspects of your expansive limitless artist you wear this hat of the performer because you want to put on a good show you want others to see it sometimes it's not your best self but it's usually a better self than your private artist you i.e private podcast me is the one that you never hear this that's the one that doesn't really speak sometimes mutters under her breath as she's typing and writing a script for this podcast episode but she's really the one who's writing she's my consciousness and she doesn't speak but You're listening to performer Anissa, which is the one who is enunciating sentences in a way that aims to be well-received, even if it doesn't sound like it. Even if it sounds like I'm half asleep, there's noise in the background, I didn't even plan for this, I am performing, and this is Anissa performing. I'm conscious of the fact that I'm holding up a device to record this podcast, I'm consciously in it, versus, I would say, artist me is the one who is enters a flow state as she begins to write sometimes has these random ideas as she's walking she's like oh my god i have to dot this down and share this with others but when it comes out it's automatically performer anisa and we can perform and switch roles for instance if we're performing for people in person or performing in video versus performing to a mass audience in times square for a big Music performance versus a small intimate setting. Speaking at a gallery versus speaking to our work on Instagram. Whenever we're speaking to our work, you're usually in performer mode. Or whenever we're aiming to come across any way, (laughs) then we're in our performer mode. And we can do that to varying degrees. There might be clothing or mannerisms or a heightened superhero costume that helps you get into performer mode and it's important to see this performer mode of you because it helps you detach your ego from what you create if you think people are attacking 
you um, when they have comments or criticism about your work, then it'll be kind of damaging over time. But if you recognize that people are having perceptions of who you are and, and they have feedback or criticism or whatever else based on their perception of you and your work, that's fine. Everyone is entitled to their perceptions of us. And I think understanding this differentiation also helps us be more okay with not being in control around that. Lastly, there's you, the manager. You need this person. This is the person who makes it possible to make money. You can outsource most of this workload. Eventually, maybe it takes some initial resources. But if you listen to this podcast, I believe that you're a person who takes care of yourself too. You are proactive in your life. Some people have teams who work for them. They're not just the artist or the performer, but they also have an entire team of managers, accountants, lawyers, marketing people, road managers, tour managers, stylists, agents, PR people, and more. The list really goes on and on. So being a manager is hard. It's a very broad hat. It's likely one you wear if you have um, external goals. Uh, but the support is its really lovely if you can outsource it and if you trust in others. I tend to work very autonomously and I like it. But I know eventually it gets old because I'm tired of answering emails and taking calls and having agendas and doing taxes and all this stuff. It's not the fun. I want to just frolic on the beach and be the artist. But this is a role. This is a role that helps us make money, helps us manage our resources accordingly. It's our thirst for growth and recognition. It leads to more opportunities, better opportunities. It helps support our internal goals too. So sometimes there can be a headbutting, which I've experienced lately between the artist and you who just wants to ma- make what they want, be misunderstood. Who cares? It's all for me. Everything I do in private is just private and I want to keep it private. And then there's the manager who's like, no, if you actually want this to be a career, then we got to we gotta push things out. Can't just be all the internal flow state. There's uh, room to give. I feel like I'm pretty strong in this area, having come from the business world. But if you feel particularly pulled down by the administrative side of your work, it might be worth getting support. It gives you back your time, and time is a very valuable resource. Maybe if you have that time back, you can create more, and the more that it can be pushed out in a thoughtful way and make money. So those are considerations. A manager supports making a creative career, underlying career, sustainable. Helps you sustain a creative career. That said, we all remain artists without needing to pursue and monetize our creativity. The value of understanding these three hats is the artist, the performer, and the manager is to understand when we need to switch roles. So we can better time allocate, so we can be more mindful when we are creating and having, <laughs> knowing that we're using precious flow state time, protecting that precious flow state time, 
releasing our ego around how we're perceived, not taking all these attacks on our creativity and perceptions to heart because they're not impacting the artist to you, they're impacting just performer. Performer, you can handle it. And I hope that this context helps you in many other ways beyond what I can see. When I was in Mexico, I was really enjoying reading Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty, and that is not our culture rec, but that is a book I'll speak to in the future, as it is compelling. And it is so about immersion in your true self and all that you, you, you time until the last chapter, spoiler alert, which is about being in service. And it kind of pops you out of that artist mode, monk mode into, oh, right, I I should share back with other people. All this inner peace is like lovely and it feels quite indulgent, but given all the havoc in the world, why not be a light, bring some peace and calm to others. And so Our Culture Wreck is a different book. This book was given to me by the person I am dating at the moment. They are very cool. And the name of this book is The Message of a Master. It is a book that does not have an author, though John MacDonald published it and put their name on the cover. It is a very easy read, only 80 pages quite nice and succinct and compelling. The back of the book reads, it is your rightful heritage, your birthright to have anything that you desire without limit. If you use these principles wisely and intelligently, there can be no uncertainty as to the outcome of any endeavor and no limit to your possibilities. As you go on, your confidence increases and you find that your powers are increasing. You accomplish greater things with greater ease and greater speed. As its growth in you increases, your accomplishments likewise increase. The message of the master. And I say that jokingly because why not? Life is funny. This is, I've been so into law of attraction. I'll speak to that. Um, all, most of my life, most of my adult life. And it's definitely a driving force in all that I do. One of the values that I found in reading Message of a Master and why it's the culture wreck is because it comes down, oftentimes, our success comes down to understanding how we're splitting our energy. You are splitting your energy often when you wear all of the different hats as parent, as child, as, as this, as that, as manager. And within your creative career, I've identified three. You're the artist, you're the performer, and you're the manager. When you're conscious of where your attention and energy goes, it helps you understand how to manifest. If you have less ways that you're splitting your energy, your manifestations come forward a lot more quickly. And I found that reading this book reaffirmed that many of my many side projects start to become so many hats Though I love them, though I love this podcast, it's, you know, this podcast serves serves me too. Um, it just becomes so many hats, though, that I'm pulled in many directions that don't support my number one goal, my artist goals, the internal me. And as a result, maybe I get 
to my manifestations a lot more slowly where I don't get there at all. And so just having consciousness as to where your number ones lie is helpful. Reprioritization, always. As it relates to being an artist, knowing that we really do need to feed our artists, I think that this book helped me be clear in that. Because feeding our artist is feeding our soul. It's feeding our true self. So sharing our artist goals, our private goals with others, sometimes is not helpful. It gives your energy away sometimes to share out your private plans. The performer in you can share some goals that serve a wider external purpose, but the internal you thrives in secret doesn't mean be a secretive person. It means that understand that you can have quiet prayers and that those are powerful too. I recommend understanding the law of attraction and and maybe the book The Secret and such, so, so on and such, so forth. But I truly believe that the universe answers to a lot of our quiet prayers because sometimes those are the most honest things that we care about those are the ones we're not even willing to admit verbally because we don't want them not only energy pulled out of them but we don't don't want them challenged because they're so true so with that I hope you'll read message of a master it's more or less of a story of a person who's like what is what is a what is my purpose on earth why are you so happy master uh what is your secret and I may have just spoiled the secret. You tell me. You let me know. Regardless, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this creative journey with you. I've been enjoying it. And if you've been enjoying it, you can support this podcast at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash support. You can follow me at Anisa Benitez on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You are no starving artist. I'm so grateful to be learning and growing and performing and managing with you. I appreciate you.